welcome to episode 79? Uh, it was 79 last week, I believe. So episode 80, well, that means my stream name is wrong. And as usual, yes, we are streaming oh. this live. And I'm always, as always, joined by my friend Lucas. Say hello, Lucas. Hello there. And, oh, I heard him. And Cade, apparently. And Cade, yeah. I love how he gets picked up on the microphone. <laughs> like, he just, every now and again, you just hear the, woof, woof. It's fantastic. Yeah, so, uh, I'm, uh, I've once again as well changed up my uh, recording setup because I'm not using a fancy camera this week, but I have got a fancy light. I bought new lighting for the office and I brought mm -hmm. one of them home to use. So now hopefully, whilst I don't have a really good camera, I do now have good lighting, which helps. And also, Cade agrees, yes. Cade lighting is what is going on, Cade? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I know that doesn't affect uh, the people listening to this at home, but it does make things a little bit better to everyone watching at the moment. So hi to all the people um, currently tuned in live on Twitch. And we'll yeah. um, be referring to chat occasionally as and when we feel like it. But Lucas, how's your week been? Uh, not bad. Like... A bit annoyed, though, because, like, you know, I'm using the exact same lighting setup that, A, you're using, and B, mm -hmm. that I use every week. But it seems as though it's a really bright day and my blinds are doing a shit job. So mm -hmm. now, like, I'm looking really weird. But it was a bit annoying because I'm like, oh, I've got this setup sorted, and now I'm going to have to, like, figure out some way to blind out my blinds. Because, yeah. like, I'm in a rented place, so I shouldn't re be, like, replacing the blinds or anything like that, mm -hmm. realistically, like. But I might have to, and that's a bit so, annoying. So I guess what we can do is we can, like, you know, just set the scene, like, go on, explain the room that you are in right now, because I guess this, try and describe it all in as much visual, yes. like, detail as you can for the people listening at home. Paint them a picture with your words. Uh, so we've got me, you know, sat at my desk uh, towards the back of the room. Behind me is two separate lights, like, both my ring light and my, like, studio light are behind mm -hmm. me, both turned on. And then behind me to, like, my right hand side is just, like, uh, a very a, large window. A, a large window that goes across most of the room um, with white blinds that really don't black out any fucking light. What is the point of blinds that don't black out? I don't know. Because like, it's, it, it's kind of in the name, isn't it? Blinds. You would imagine yeah. like it blinds out the light from the room. Yeah. And these are doing a very poor job. And yeah, I might have to look into maybe... Literally, I might just get like a sheet to put over the top of my blinds yeah, or something. Because I believe me and you use virtually the exact same recording software. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not sorry, recording software, recording hardware. So like, mm -hmm. we have the same microphone, I believe the same webcam, and I believe the same lighting setup. Yeah. And I think the for the people watching at home right now, like this showcases like you know what a difference lighting can make mm -hmm. um, in terms of just like you know uh, how washed out I look. Because I look really washed out as I'm this pale in real life, I'm sorry. I'm either bright red from jogging or I'm this pale because I don't get a tan. The last tan. thing is I literally got out of the shower like just before we started recording. So mm. my face is still really bright red. And now the fact that my lighting isn't making me look as white and light as usual makes my face look even more like red and dark. And it's like, oh yeah. God. I normally look really pallid um uh in videos because i'm stood in front of a green screen and so you're getting the light from the green screen being reflected back so it's basically green light shining on my face which mm -hmm. makes me look um uh, just have a slightly green tinge to me a little bit which which people have taken to me like i'm really deathly ill which i get <laughs> i so right now I, I look kind of ill because i'm very pale and washed out because i've got a very light bright light shining directly into my face mm -hmm. And I and I can't help that, but I'm in basically a perfectly white room with a huge, big professional grade light bouncing off the ceiling, um, giving me hopefully um, decent light. If I turn it off, I guess I can t I can lean over and turn it off. 
This is this is what we'd look like instead. So it looks like I can join in the dark zone if you want. <laughs> and for anyone that is like listening audio wise, you can uh, normally find like the archives of the Twitch stream, or at least on my what mm-hmm. my version of the Twitch stream on my YouTube channel. So like you can go to YouTube Legend of Canto, you'll see what we're talking about. Like you will be able to find them on there as well. But yeah, yeah. I understand off. that this is not great for the audio listeners. <laughs> it's just getting burnt alive. Oh, it's ridiculous, isn't it? But yeah, uh, what have you been up to this week, Mumfra? Um, I, I feel like it's just gone to a point where I don't know anymore. Because like <laughs> COVID and lockdown has got me in such like a regular pattern that I don't even remember when and where things occurred. Like I every single day is pretty much getting on a computer, recording mm-hmm. or editing, taking Kate out for a walk, chilling out in the evening, maybe a stream. Mm-hmm. and it's just like day after day after day and it, it's fine it's nice like i'm living a pretty chill lifestyle but like i'm just at that point where i'm like oh dear god i don't know what weeks are anymore like let alone days oh i've just got a message know. from my girlfriend that says you can add pronouns to your instagram um change it um do that so you can piss off um, uh, bigots i'll do that later i um i have that uh, either the start or the end of my twitter bio and like i've got a couple of messages in the past like why the fuck have you got pronouns in your twitter bio because it like, pisses off people piss like you, you off, like, yeah. exactly yes that's exactly that, it. That's the entire reason and i've heard is um like to get a bit more on the serious side is to normalize the act of doing it so that people who um who need to put pronouns in there for various reasons will feel a bit more safe to do so and they yeah, won't be targeted for doing so it's um, that thing of just like just normalize something that realistically shouldn't be a big deal, but a lot of people pretend that it is. Mm-hmm. And not pretend it is, they act like it is, and it's not. It's like fuck you, call people what they want to be called. Exactly, but it, it does get that that plus little like side effect of pissing those idiots off. Yeah, so I'll be doing that um, very shortly. Speaking of which, something like you know Instagram appears to be on it, just in regards to pissing off um, those kind of people. And uh, like by which mean like you know bigots and just like random knobheads uh, mm. because uh, earlier today I got a spam message, so the classic spam message you always get on Instagram of uh, hey there click this link for this so I go, oh, fucking just block that account. Mm. Uh, an option that you now have when you block an account on Instagram is block this person and any other accounts they may make. Oh, so you I ban like, that. like the I- I like so that. you block the IP address itself. So if they mm. try and make a new account to follow you and continue harassing you, it just gets like why is that not standard on everything? Yeah, that that is a really good update. Just yeah, stop that person coming back in with like exact same username with number at the end added on one. Like just oh, why the fuck did you block me on my last account? It's like and block again. It's like I'm not gonna want to interact yeah. with you just because your name's a different thing. Like why is that not an option on like everything? Yeah, like, I feel that should be an option. Like speaking of we're recording on Twitch, like I will say like we have on multiple occasions that's i would not say every stream not even say every week but i say every other week and mm-hmm. um, there is a person who will get banned from a stream and then come back in within a minute with a new account yeah yeah to continue yelling it's like why is there not just the option to just ban the ip address like so obviously twitch can do it but we don't have the option to do it mm-hmm. um, yeah like that would that would be a real nice just quality of life update on you know any kind of social platform yeah just i feel like it what should this be username just- and anything they can fucking do thereafter. 
Yeah, it's like it's not the username; it's just the IP address. It's just like mm-hmm. I don't want someone from that same household to be able to make another account. You know, it's the same person. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, speaking of which, like you know, you've been talking like you've been just working. We've been, actually we've all been working from home now for about a year. Yeah. And, with it, and very recently, I started going back to the office. It brings back to my week, and the office is now virtually like just set up. Yeah. Uh, so people don't know. Um, we have um, got a new fact-themed office. It's in the same building, but it's quite literally moved up in the world. So we now have <laughs> yeah. windows. We have windows which you can look out of and get natural light in. Um, I've spent a not inconsequential uh, amount of money decking it out mm-hmm. for, for you guys. That's uh, Lucas, Nisha, Brad, Adam, when he wants to, like, for anyone who wants to come in when um, uh, uh, lockdown is lifted and you guys feel comfortable to do so. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have this extra light because I ordered lighting and I thought well, I can bring some of it home because this is my home office that I'm in now. Yeah, split it between my home office and stuff. And yeah, um, today I went in to get the very last bits of furniture that have been delivered. Oh, okay. And um, I did not realize that I'd ordered a table because I just got a remote, um, a mess. These lights have been delivered. Oh, they're lights, like they're pretty small. I can mm. probably just grab them, take them upstairs. So I took a plant to the office because I've got a tiny little cutting of a lemon tree. I did so I see that, a, yeah. I planted a lemon seed like on a whim. I, just, I, was, I think it was like having a can of Coke, put some yeah. lemon in it. Um, we got the lemon seed and just put it in a pot of dirt and it started growing like a week. Like, wait, what? That grew? So I took a cutting of that and I brought that to the office. But I went in and they gave me like two packages, one of which was a table. So imagine now a flat pack table and I've got to carry that like this bastard <laughs> like this. And then they put the lighting on top and then like the girl on the front desk put my little plant just on the top. And I'm like, oh, oh, and I nearly dropped that plant three times. I can't wait like, in a few months time to just go into the office and Carl's like, Lucas, are small trees in the office. I don't know what to do with it. Like, Well, technically it is a tree. Yeah. So it will grow into a tree eventually, but it takes like five years. For that. So I thought when I'm working, just have a little plant right next to my desk. It's adorable. God, that is cute. I just, uh, I'm looking forward to that moment when you go, oh no, it's growing. I have to like, repot it. Yeah, but yeah, we had the, to do uh, that with uh, our little like, we had like a little, uh, I can't even remember, maybe like a eucalyptus plant or something, just a little one. Yeah, and it's just like, oh well, it we've got it in the pot it came in. Uh, what what have we got that's bigger? Like we don't have any plant pots and it's like dying, no. and we ended up having like a. a like uh just a bowl from like a soup just like a yeah. plastic bowl from a soup and it was like that's a good wide soup bowl like we'll just put it in that and it was just like thriving in its little soup bowl like yeah yeah because um, there's uh, another plant we've got a bunch of plants in the front room because we've got mm. a planted herbs and stuff like that but one of the things i did is we just had a spare plant pot so i put a tomato in it just like joe an entire tomato <laughs> just chucked it in and then put dirt on top i wonder if that'll grow and then like now it's like this high and we don't know what to do with it because, like, tomato plants, like, need so much space to grow. Yeah, and I true. And I'm thinking, like, I should just should I just throw it? I feel bad, but we're not going to eat any tomatoes off it because there's no fucking way we can, like, get it to grow. But I'm just surprised I just put a tomato in a pot of dirt and it grew. I mean, nature's thriving, Carl. It is, yeah. And someone puts that uh, lighting is excellent now for a fridge and a table. Um, we've got a mini fridge in the office. One of the first things I bought was a mini fridge and a coffee machine. And the mini fridge has already started to, like, I'm starting to put beer and stuff in it, but like, I ordered, like, a 50-litre one. Oh, nice. And it looks, like, really, like, big for, like, just me being in there. Yeah. But I <laughs> thought, like, when we've got, like, you know, hopefully a couple of months and we're all in the office, you've got three people there. So, like, let's say me and you get a meal deal and then Nisha comes in mm-hmm. and she wants to put, like, you know, her stuff in. Like, you need at least that much space. And then let's say we want to constantly have, like, bottles of water in there, like, a couple pints of milk. Yeah. That sort of thing. So it's quickly going to get used up. 
And as well, there's, there's been times where, like, in the past, in the old office, like, a few of us would go there as friends to, like, go and play games in, in like, a nice air-conditioned room and that. Yeah, and that's the idea behind what I'm going to do with that space. Um, because there's still, I've got, like, a couple of old, the old office chairs that I don't really know what to do with. I thought about getting rid of them. But I thought, if I get rid of them, what happens when people come over to play Smash? Yeah. So they're just good seats to just put people on. Mm-hmm. I like just grab one of those and pull it in. But yeah, um, so the office is pretty much sorted out now. That's cool. And it's where I go now to um, uh, just write. So like, you know, try and like uh, get that separation of work and home. Yeah, that's nice, yeah. And then Nisha's in the stream. I can't wait to do a big comeback stream in the office because that's planned. We do have yeah. a plan. For a comeback stream, it's going to be like Guitar Hero or something like that. But uh, the one thing I will mention is I bought a new green screen. Did you um, buy a new green screen, Carl? Yes, I bought a new green screen because people don't know. Like, there's a What am I saying? People know. People know a fact feed is a green screen. And it's the same green screen. Despite what you may have heard or despite what people have tried to say, the green screen seen in the latest videos, with the exception of the one that's taped to the wall, is the same green screen. So the very same one from the first video. Um, it's just like, and if you think it's being the videos are, be- are better edited or anything like that, it's not that the green screen has changed. It's just that the lighting has gotten better, or we've got like you know just more time to edit the videos. Mm-hmm. It is the exact same green screen. And I uh, bought a new one, but it's the exact same brand, same size, uh, but it's reversible. So we now have a green slash blue screen, and it's going to piss so many people. It's going to piss so many people off, yeah, and. The idea is to just every now and again just flip it over and use the blue screen and never mention it. <laughs> Ever. Oh, God. Like, I'm looking forward to the first video that comes out where it's like a blue background and people are like, what the fuck is going on? It's like... Sh- well, that's the thing. We, uh, I think we all are in agreement that we will never mention it. Never draw attention <laughs> to the fact it's blue. And the thing is as well, like, e- even if it is a blue screen, we can still edit like the word cloud in the back to be green oh yeah you can still you can make the entire thing green if you want like we can make it any color we want in theory like just because it's blue doesn't mean that we can't put whatever we want in the background like at the end of the day that's a very very basic um edit that we do of just putting a word cloud in the back you can put whatever the fuck you want on the green screen obviously that's why it's there yeah and um but for clarification the old green screen is still a thing i still have it in the office it's Mm -hmm. just um, set in a corner of the room and the plan is to um, uh, take that green screen and cut it up and then frame the different pieces of it and then auction those pieces off uh, keep a piece of the office um, but I'm going to uh, get everyone involved in the channel to sign those pieces and then auction them off hell yeah and um, just I don't want to do that though until people can come back to the office so we can like you know film us doing that yeah, true, true. Right. In the in the same way that when we get back to the office, I also want to do like a filming thing of us like, no, just in the office, like here's our coffee machine. Here's where we sit, here's where we discuss things, like here's my desk, things like that. I mean, Carl, if it can be made into content, we need to make it into That's content. That's the way, yeah. That's the rule. That is the rule. If we can make content acts, you know what? We've spent a year working from home. And Yeah, and um I actually did do something this week. I've just kind of remembered like my brains okay. unscrambled a little bit. Uh, from like what I've done this week, and yeah, like, mm-hmm. I not not improving my working from home setup, improving my my home life setup. Of okay, we've like bought um some stuff to decorate the garden that's getting a bit out of hand, like weed wise and stuff. But then okay. bought a nice big barbecue and parasol and stuff. There it is, and just like oh. yeah, because like I've never to to clarify, I've never 
since I've moved out of my parents' house, like, lived in a place with a garden before. Okay. So I've, like, the past 10 years of my life never been able to have my own barbecue. And that's just, like, I feel like that's a rite of passage, isn't it? Yeah. Also, did you see that video going viral today of the guy who was trying to check his barbecue and he just falls over? Oh, like, he, op- like, he opens it up to have a look inside and you can see he was, like, and he, like it's full. There's, like, corn on the cob, the sausages, there's, like, there's so much stuff in it and it just mm. falls over. And then the video ends as it hits the ground. It's like, oh, I did see a a picture like last week of just, or maybe it was a short video, like the opening of a barbecue, but there's just like a possum or something inside. Like, now this is mine now. (laughs) Just, I own this now. This is mine. It belongs to me. (sighs) But yeah, nature is healing. It is. And like just the work from home thing is good because that actually brings up something I want to talk about because Mm. um, something happening in the world right now is that a lot of things are opening back up. I think in the UK, um, to date the recording of this video, it's the 12th of May now. Mm-hmm. 12th of May. I get confused. Like, you know, what time means nothing in a pandemic. But it's the 12th of May now, and on the 17th of May, so next Monday, uh, virtually everything in the UK opens back up. And the same is true of, like, a lot of places around the world where things are slowly starting to open back up, except for, like, you know, hotspots where COVID is still yeah. um, uh, ravaging the earth. Um, like you know so good luck to people living in those areas i suppose but um, have you seen that place like restaurants and retail establishments in america cannot get staff oh so have you seen any of this i've not no okay well um, as you might imagine working retail or in a restaurant or any like you know um, customer facing um, uh, job in the service industry right now sucks ass Oh, yeah. Because imagine the kind of people we got to deal with before a pandemic and then now add on top of that, like, anti-maskers and just all that bollocks. And multiple restaurant chains in America are struggling to find staff to the mm. point where they are now putting up signs in their window saying, we're not, like, we're open, but we have no staff. Nobody wants to work. And business owners are trying to frame it as people being too lazy to come to work. And... It is really just cathartic to see how quickly and thoroughly people are debunking that, saying, no, fuck you, just pay people more. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Because, like, in America especially, like, over here you've got to abide by, like, the the minimum wage and whatnot, regardless mm-hmm. of what industry you're in. Uh, but in America it's, like, we're in, like, 2 $3 an hour at some places to yeah. wait in staff. Like, anywhere that gets tips, they basically live off the tips. And now people can't even eat inside, so I just think you want to get me tips. And it's amazing, it's, it's happening. It's um, like we're on the cusp of potentially a workers' revolt because so many workers are like, why the fuck would I go work for two, three dollars an hour mm-hmm. while I'm based like and risk killing myself, like metaphorically and literally, for a job that's not even paying me for my time? And yeah, and I presume as well, like you know. We're in the middle of a pandemic. A lot of people yes. are probably not in a position to be generously tipping right now. Yes, so I'm trying to find something that I had earlier. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, Yeah, it's great. Almost as if just pay people some fair fucking wages. Yeah, so I have... Uh, da, 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 uh, there's an article here that I, I found, and I want to discuss it because I think it's, a, it's quite telling uh, with the kind mm. of businesses that are struggling with this sort of thing. So... Uh, this is uh, a ty- it's an article from CNN, okay. and it's titled simply "Low Pay and Toxic Workplaces Are Driving Workers 
away from restaurants. And it says here, tales of worker scarcity in the food and hospitality industry have grown in volume in recent weeks as restrictions are loosening and an increasing number of restless vaccinated patrons are opting to dine out instead of door dashing in. On paper, such supply-demand imbalance seems like a head-scratcher. The pandemic levelled the hospitality industry, causing the restaurant sector to lose almost 2.5 million workers, um, according to the National Restaurant Association. And as of March, food service unemployment rates remain nearly double that of the national average. So uh, unemployment rates for specifically restaurants are like double the national average of unemployment. Hmm. Um, this is not a worker shortage. This is a wage shortage, says um, uh, Saru Jayaman, director of the Food Labor Research Center at the University of California, and Berkeley, and the president of One Fair Wage, an advocacy group pushing to raise the sub-minimum wage for tipped workers. The restaurant business, inherently, uh, uh, inherently and pre-COVID, was a toxic workplace. You had enormous wage gap between back and house, and that's, that's like, you know, thing. Like, that's, and that's like, you know, the smart person looking at that's like a director. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you like to hear from a business owner defending why workers should come back and accept less than um, a living wage? Go on then. Like, try me, Carl. So we have here. So businesses that say they have a hard time finding workers they need should really include the qualifier at the wages I want to pay. So that's just like, you know, the cl- oh my God, that drink, Lucas. So for some businesses, though, especially mom and pop shops like the Black Cat Bake Shop in Missoula, Montana, there's a ceiling to how much they can raise wages, said co-owner Christy Wick, who runs the bakery with her husband, Jack. Considering that margins are as thin as pasty flakes, any increase in expenses would have to get passed along to customers, she said. Um, And in Montana, a $6 cinnamon roll just wouldn't fly. Which said that she's hopeful that Governor Greg Gianforte's recent decision to remove the state from the federal unemployment program of extended benefits will help push more people back into the workforce. So they are hoping that people can't get paid to be unemployed anymore so So that that they can pay them an absolute like shit show of a wage and get away with it. My favourite thing about that is they have zero self-awareness about that. It's like, look, we can't afford to pay people more. In response to, like, well, people, you don't pay people enough, they literally can't live. Mm-hmm. It's like, but we can't afford to pay them more. I really hope that um, soon they have no choice but to work for us for the sub-minimum wage we're offering. <laughs> yeah, I hope that people are driven into this shitty underpaid job and have no other option. Yeah, and Lucas just thoughts on that because you know what the thing is? It's fuck you. All I can it think is. is fuck you. If you and it's that beautiful thing of that's capitalism. The same people yeah. who are like, oh yeah, um, uh, you should be thankful for any job you can get, um, and like you know you've got to work hard to get a better job. And now like, why is no one get, accepting our job? Like, why yeah. does no one want to work for six dollars because they found a better job? Like if you're paying less than unemployment, that's a failure of your business model. Oh, your yeah. business deserves to fail. It does, and I just am baffled by the idea of just, well, what would be great is people aren't allowed to be unemployed. People have to just work 20 hours a day for us for $2 an hour, Mm -hmm. and otherwise they've got no choice. But, like, yeah, fuck any business that's like that. And I just find it funny that you you mentioned, like, there's, you know, activist, um, like, uh, groups and there's like scientists like pu- at universities pushing for a yeah, living wage you know people that work living wages pushing for an increase in living wage prices mm-hmm. everybody but business owners is pushing for those wages to go like to be fair 
business owners and shitty politicians. Uh, people should not get paid for not working. Fuck off. Unemployment is a safety net for people. It's like it's a necessary thing. In any, I've, I've like, been on it in the past trying to look yeah. for a job. Yeah, any civilized society should protect the most vulnerable, which includes those who can't work. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Just straight to camera on and that as one. As well, like, Fuck let's off. point out that um, there's a lot of research that's been done of, like, yeah, putting people on empl- unemployment, like, schemes and stuff, almost universally is better. just a way to give them money to like make sure that they can be secure enough to find a job in the meantime. Well, that's why it's called a safety net. It's it's there to like, stop people from like you know hitting rock bottom because once you do like, that if you don't have a job you can lose your house. I if you can't lose your house, remember where it was, but there was somewhere like not long ago that spent quite a while like paying everybody um a like a living minimum wage mm-hmm. regardless of um the you know whether they were homeless or not, whether they were employed or not. I think that was kind of the the, um, universal basic income. Right, yeah. And it was one of those of, they saw immediately that, oh, we were putting homeless people in a position where they could go and try and find jobs. They didn't sit on their arse and do nothing. They actually wanted to get their life back on track. Yeah. And it wasn't an incentive to sit on their arse and take a bit of money. It was an incentive to, like, get their life kick-started again and actually be able to get themselves back on track. Yeah, it's also as well um, the narrative of nobody wants to work. It's no, it's nobody wants to work for you. If your job mm-hmm. is, like, if you offer people enough money, they will do any job. Like, I used to fucking clean toilets for a living. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't very well compensated for it, but I did it because I needed the money at the time. Like, people will do anything if you pay them enough. Everybody yeah. has their price. So it's like it's a completely uh, moot point, but it's just really funny to see these businesses floundering and, like, all you see is, like, just pay them more. No. The, there has to be a solution that involves us not paying people more. And then the argument yeah. of, oh, no, but we'll have to charge $6 for a cinnamon bun. And then you look at In-N-Out Burger and stuff like that and Costco, where they pay above minimum wage and they still charge, like, rock-bottom prices. Yeah. Because it's almost like happy, work, happy, content workers work harder and create value for your business, which can be passed on as users, passed on as savings to your customers. And I find it really funny that you see all those people on Twitter who are clearly, like, in uh, better jobs than, like, minimum wage jobs and shit, mm-hmm. where they're arguing against the whole, like, you know, $15 an hour being the minimum pay. Like, no, no, that's just not feasible. Like, the economy couldn't handle that. Like, you want your fucking food to cost five times the amount it does now and blah, blah, blah. And then just seeing them get shut down in the replies. Like, no, no, like... Instantly, yeah. This this place, you know, this place in the world does that. They've proven that this place in America does it. Like this, yeah, this place in America. Like I live in a place where minimum wage is fifteen dollars, and like everyone's fucking happier, and it works out fine. And it's also as well, um, if the minimum wage had risen with inflation, it'd be like twenty seven dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if minimum wage had risen just in line with basic inflation, people would be paying twenty seven dollars an hour. So yeah, yeah. I love it. No, that's the thing. It's, I love it to see the businesses floundering. And I, if you've got time, go look up all those signs that are outside businesses. Like, nobody wants to work. And they're, like, trying to do it. It's that smarmy thing of, like, why does no one want to work for us? Look, we're offering you jobs. It's like, no, fuck you. Pay people more, not better. And then, like, yeah. you'll go to the replies. They pay $4 an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, why would anyone work yeah, it's for like, that? Oh, they pay you $4 an hour, give you no health care, and we'll fire you at the fucking drop of a hat. Yeah, like, which oh, is great, what they, yeah. you know the same thing they did at the start of the pandemic? 
Yeah. Would you have any faith that that business is going to like you know value you as a, a worker? Well, that's the thing is, um, I had a couple of friends who lost jobs at the very, very, very mm. start of lockdown in the UK, and then um, a couple of them were in a position where, oh, that company hired me back because, you know, a couple of weeks later they started announcing plans for this is how we're going to try and make businesses work. We're going to go furlough, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And all the, the scummy people that immediately dropped all their staff went, oh, shit, okay, let's try and, like, scramble back, scramble people back, because when we reopen, we're going to have to have staff and have trained mm-hmm. staff. And admittedly, like, the the people I know that took those jobs back, like, they did, but they, but they took those jobs back to immediately start looking for another job, because fuck that company. Yeah. He's like, you know, I'll take your money while you're offering it, but I'm now never going to trust you or want to work for you ever again. Yeah, it's almost like if um, you have a happy, content workforce um, that feels invested in the success of your company, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. And it's really funny to see these companies just floundering of like, what do we do? I, and there's just a thing that pay them more. No, like how... Like, can we force people who are on unemployment to work from now? It's like, fuck you. Fuck you. It's great. Oh, Maybe and- this system of absolute shit that we've been putting up with like, needs to change a little bit. Yeah. Maybe. And just when you see, like, oh, I can earn more on unemployment than I could working a like 70-hour week at a restaurant, and it's like, oh, that's a failure. Yeah, of the company. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So if you if you can't compete with standing on like and doing nothing, you're not really a very good business, are you? Like the whole point of a business is to be fucking competitive. Mm-hmm. But no, Carl, like being competitive means just driving your staff into the fucking ground. Yeah, and uh, speaking of like you know just companies like floundering in uh, for relevancy in this new world we live in, this new post. Mm. No, I'd say like you know almost post COVID world. Like this neo workforce that's like, you know, coming about. Mm. Um, uh, There is also now a push to get people to stop working from home. And Lucas, as someone who's been working from home for the past year, it's pretty great, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, for the most part. There's teething issues, but... There's teething issues and there's like parts of it that, you know, are good and parts of it that are bad. Like, I don't miss having to get on a train to come and record with you. But at the same (laughs) time, I miss recording in person with you guys. Mm-hmm. Like there are ups and downs of it for sure, but um, uh, like you know, as the managing director of Big Wangers Incorporated, which produces all fact theme content, uh, I've made it known to all the people working with us um, that you come back to the office when you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like that's the best way to do it. But f- apparently, Lucas, not a lot of other businesses think that way. Of course, because um, for some reason, businesses that are paid like ten-year leases on office buildings that have been stood empty for a year really think it's important for people to come back to the office, despite the fact that um, their businesses have been operating. Sometimes, like, you know, with more profit, with people working from home, want mm-hmm. people to come back to work. And that has led to several amazing articles. And uh, I've got one here. This is from Boston Globe Ideas. Okay. And I'm going to read you now, Lucas, just like, you know, a brief snippet from a Twitter thread um, posted by Boston Globe. So we have here, many are convinced that a post-pandemic corporate America of a hybrid workforce in which most people work remotely and companies save on real estate. So, yeah, uh, that sounds pretty reasonable. Lucas, it's coming, the but. But the hybrid workplace is merely an illusion. 
John Levy argues for four reasons. So I'm going to put these reasons out, Lucas, and then just feel free to respond to them um, when I've read them. So reason okay. one, the Allen curve. In the 1970s, you know, because 1970s is represent <laughs> 1970s work culture is representative of 2021. Yeah, 50 like, literally, years ago. Literally 50 years ago. Um, MIT professor Thomas Allen discovered that office communications increased exponentially the closer desks were. Even in the age of Slack, email, and Zoom, the fact remains out of sight is often out of mind. So, Lucas, first, that's the first argument for why you should go back to work. Thoughts? Uh, what does communication mean? Also, as well, I'd like to point out that was a study done in the 1970s before the advent of email. Yeah. So they're arguing that a study done in the 1970s before people could email you or contact you instantly and have like a literal, like, we, like we're doing now, a face-to-face conversation from across the country. I mean, in some cases, the world. Yeah. Um, they're holding that up as a reason why you should go back to the office. Like, I'm re- really confused though. Like, they compare talking in the office to like Slack and Zoom and shit like that. But... Yeah, that's the 70s. The internet wasn't invented yet. Yeah, that's... <laughs> so, How are you bringing Slack and Zoom into an argument from the 1970s? Yeah, it's like, I guarantee you, if you went back to the 1970s and told, like, you know, cutthroat businessmen, we can, uh, we can, you can automate, I, or not automate, but you can, like, streamline half the conversations you're doing. Like, the reason the fax machine mm. exists is because they found a way. So, Joe, rather than posting a letter... You can just instantly send it, and it'll arrive. Automation, not automation, but like things like that are incredible for businesses and a huge boon to productivity because they just like minimize. They cut all the fat. They trim that fat out. Well, <laughs> what I'm confused by is it uses the really vague term of communication. That could be having a chat with the guy at the desk next to you. Mm-hmm. Like, if anything, only talking to each other when you need to have conversations is more productive because you're you're booking in meetings to talk about specific things rather than just chatting at the water cooler with people in the office i'd also like to point out the example they're using is from the 1970s before the internet existed (laughs) but they're using it to argue against the internet so like the argument they're making does not factor in like does never factored in like things like the internet because it didn't exist Mm -hmm. And I'd argue that any office study from 50 years ago is just moved com- at this point. It is not representative of workplace culture. In no. 20- it's not representative of workplace culture five years ago, let's say. Mm-hmm. Like, Joe, to pre-pandemic life. It's yeah. not representative of it. Because even, like, you know, just last year, you could email someone. Mm-hmm. And there was always that joke, isn't there? Like, this office meeting could have been an email. Yeah. And there was so much, like, you know, just opportunity and... So much of like office life that was rife for just being like just streamlined, mm-hmm. which the pandemic has done because like well, yeah, do you want to contact me? Fucking email it to me. I ain't got yeah. fucking time for a meeting. It's like but, no one, no one's just walking up to your desk anymore and distracting you for ten minutes to have a chat about the weekend. And you also as well don't have um, just the boss uh, or the like, not the boss, but like the the middle managers. The, like Walk. the supervisors and stuff just walking yeah. up and down. This is a great example of this in the show I'm watching at the moment, uh, Amazing Miss Maisel, okay. um, where one of the characters on that goes back home because their family's quite rich and their family owns oil. Mm. And they've got like the, the the patriarch of the family. He's like, I'm working at the moment, so don't distract me. And like the joke is that it's uh, the woman who's there to ask for money is being like, you know, basically crowded out. It's like, look, this is man's talk. You don't understand the work that goes on here. And she's like, 
looking at him and his job is he's just walking up to you like, working? I'm like, yep. Okay, carry on. <laughs> How, how's it going? It's like, going well, sir. Carry on. And that's it. That's all he does. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and in his head, he's like, I'm working. I'm working so hard right now. This place would fall apart without me. And the answer, realistically, no, it wouldn't. No. The day-to-day running would go just fine without you. I'm really curious to see, like, what those people have been doing for the past year. Uh, they have been writing articles like this to yeah, get probably. people to go back. So remember right at the start of lockdown uh, where we had that... We, the fashion uh, guy. That the gets fashion annoyed guy. That people weren't dressing up for Zoom calls. Like, yeah. fuck off, mate. It's because he was witnessing the obsolescence of his own career. And it's the same thing here with, like, middle managers and things like that and office owners. Because, like, you know, people own these buildings. Yeah. And these buildings are, like, you know, just standing empty. So huge companies... I think it's like Pinterest have just said like, oh, fuck it. Why would we pay for New York real estate when our entire workforce can work from home? Fuck it. If you want to work from home, do it. We're going to close our office and get a smaller one somewhere else. Yeah. And I've heard of um, a lot of companies are saying they're going to move to or have moved to small offices where people have like shared workspaces. So it's not like everybody has their own desk. It's, you know, half of the staff are in Monday, Tuesday, Mm -hmm. half of the staff are in like Thursday, Friday, and they each share like a desk with another person or whatever and wednesday's interchange and blah 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 just again hybrid models of working from home yeah well, no it, like, it won't lucas it won't because the study from the 1970s said that if my <laughs> desk is three foot away from yours we'll communicate more anyway uh, the next one is reason two trust as distance increases teams need higher levels of trust to function and trust is traditionally created through little actions that are more fluid in person those working in person may bond more than those working remotely. The existence of like online dating completely ruins like that argument of like it's really difficult to forge bonds with people that are far away. I, after a year of people being like, yeah, I made so many friends just talking online and stuff like that. Just want to point out, like to use an example. So, okay. you know, Jenna, my girlfriend, working from home has been for the past year. Yep. Um. She was working like in one office, didn't work with any other members of a team in the office because mm-hmm. uh, it's like an international company. Like any any like m- member of her small team is either like in America in another UK office, blah blah blah. Like mm-hmm. she's had more time to engage with those people since working from home. Actually, gets to like you know go on video chats and talk mm-hmm. to these people because everyone it doesn't matter. Everyone's just at home now. There's also somebody that like she's physically never met in person because they joined the team like six months ago. Still working with them, fine. So it's actually made it way easier for her to interact with every like member of her team and communicate with them and trust them more because she's not sat in an office without any of them on her own. It's also as well, if you're all working towards the same goal and you're all being paid to do the job, yeah, the trust is in like, you know, it's, it's implicit. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're working for the same... Like, it's not... I'm, also, as well, this reads like something of like, oh, I just miss office, like workplace, like culture. It's like, no, you f- mm. no one, anyone who misses that can fuck off. Yeah. It's like, oh, I just really miss going out for drinks at the end of the day. Says like the middle manager, no one wants to hang out with anyway. And like, they're not, a hybrid model is not taking that away. No. Because at the end of the day, if like you get told you can go in two days a week. Like, go in two days a week and one of those days meet up but, with oh. a few people after work and go for a drink. Like, it doesn't matter. But there are also, as well, there's something um, known as weasel words. 
Um, it's, a, it's a term used to describe um, uh, like words um, that give the illusion of authority when mm. they're not actually saying. I also like you, um, imply like a definitive statement when they actually don't. And the okay. weasel word in this one is those working in person may, may, may bond. Yeah. Because that says like, that doesn't actually tell me anything. Because like, I could say working in person may result in people falling down the stairs. Because they're like, <laughs> it may result in people having fist fights because it might. Yeah. Well, just because it might doesn't mean it does happen, but it's implied by, they're trying to imply that that's the case. Like Carl, implying... there might be a correlation between like people working at the office and people dying more. There may yeah. be. Like, we don't know. They are trying to imply a correlation that does not exist and has no evidence backing it up. Mm. And that's not something you should be doing when you're writing for a, something as prestigious as the Boston Globe. Yeah, I, right. I, I I understand that point of like, yeah, maybe when you're writing an article to like try and argue how the entire industry and like world should be working, maybe have some actual like statistics to back that, the argument up. That are not from the 1970s. And that's one of those things where like, I'm aware of how media is constructed and how mm. um, headlines are constructed and how like you write in the journalistic voice because I did like a, it's not really a minor I guess but I did a, a module on like journalism. I studied it for a couple of years as part of my course, mm-hmm. and I'm aware of the existence of weasel words and like how bad they are. Because it's, that's the thing that the reason they're so dangerous is because they a lot of the time they fly under the radar. Yeah, and that's not like, something. When you a lot said of that sentence up. to me the first time, like yeah, it did kind of just fly under the radar until I point out May. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not actually backing up anything they're saying. They're just they're making a correlation, a spurious one that has no evidence backing it up. Let me have, uh, uh, would you like reason three, Lucas? Go on, yeah. Okay, so reason three, working from home can be too convenient. So uh, commuting gives us time to process our days, let our minds wander and explore our ideas. Additionally, office life forces transitions and breaks throughout the day. And Lucas, this is the picture they use for that. (laughs) Does anyone in that picture look like they're having a good day? I'm like, presuming that's what, like, the picture of an undergrad. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, a picture of a go, subway yeah. in America. And look at that guy at the front. Look at the black dude with the headphones. Like, he could not give less of a fuck. He is He's not like, processing his day right now. Like, that's the thing as well, like, Lucas. Like, commuting gives us time to think. It's like, fuck off. Carl, how would I process the editing I've done if I don't have to, like, get Travel. on a cram train home? But what's so funny about that is, like, the argument they're basically making is, we want you to spend more time you're not being paid to think about work, thinking about work. Mm-hmm. That's the argument there. And you know what? Fuck that. If I'm not being paid, I'm not fucking working. And that's the exact same thing with um, when companies normalise having like work phones that you've got to keep on so yeah. that you've constantly got a device like in front of you reminding you, oh, here's your job. Here's your right here. Oh, see those emails coming in? Like, your job is right there. Yeah, and um, I've not experienced this in regards to office life because my, mm-hmm. my only experience by that is, like, you know, just working temp work and stuff like that, so it's not really representative. But when I worked in the restaurant industry, and I've, like, talked, um, like, multiple times before about um, my old boss being like, oh, yeah, um, you have to turn up 15 minutes before a shift for a briefing, and I just, every single time, we'd have an argument of, am I getting paid? No. Yeah. Then I'm not turning up. And they would argue with me, and it would always devolve into like just a, them shouting at me. It's like, look, Carl, you need to come in for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. 
Like, you need to have this briefing, otherwise you can't work. And like, am I being paid? No, then I'm not fucking coming in. And I understand the argument of, um, like, you know, you can't arrive in the building when your shift starts. You have to be ready yeah. to start your shift. When your shift starts, you should be ready for your shift. So I'd because, say, yeah, have. at the end of the day, they shouldn't be paying me to get ready for work because I'm not working yet. But if you expect me to turn up 15 minutes before my shift technically starts, uh, you know, ready to go, get a briefing, that's work. That's yeah. a job at the end of the day. It's like there is always that thing implied by, like, you know, travel time to and from work. Even, like, working from home, there's still, like, you know, a five-minute break where you, like, walk to your PC to turn it on. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, impl- that's implied, that's expected, that's an accepted part of work. Like, you can't be paid for literally every second you are working. And I think but, some companies, like, do give compensation for travel, uh, travel time and stuff like that. And I think or f- or a, a fuel allowance. do uh, yeah. argue that, yeah, like travel time should be included in pay and i can i can see arguments for and against that yeah but, but like yeah. Uh, you know the five minutes of me walking into the building putting my shirt on and going up to the thing but i mm-hmm. remember just like it came to a head eventually where i i came into the restaurant cause I, I just so happened to arrive like 20 minutes early because i was in the area i just finished like um uh, like meeting somebody or something like that i can't remember if it was when i was at university or not because yeah. like you know this is how long ago and how hazy everything is but <laughs> i arrived at work like 20 minutes early and I was in my uniform and I sat down mm-hmm. and they said, okay, you're ready for a briefing. And I put my headphones on just out of principle. I am not working if yeah. I'm not being paid. And my boss just fucking went off on one. And I just stood mm-hmm. up and I noticed that our big manager was in and our big manager, Deborah was a no nonsense fucking woman. She did not mm. like deal with any of that. And I just walked over to a very matter of fact, I asked at Deborah, um, if you're not being, if I'm not being paid, do I have to work? And she went, no, Carl. No, you don't. I'm like, can you please explain that to Blanche? And just motion over to my boss, and she just scurried back into the back office. And I never got bothered about it again, because I was so pissed off. I don't blame you, yeah. Yeah, because like, if I'm not working... I just asked her, like, if I'm not being paid, I'm not working, right? She said, well, of course not, now. And if you should always be paid for any work that you do. And just looked over, can you tell her? Yeah, and, like, um, fair play to, you know, as I mentioned, like, I worked Fernando's for several years, and, like, mm-hmm. any time I'd get in a little bit early, or stay a little bit late it like would always be make sure you're clocked in yeah like don't come in and like if you've walked in half an hour early because you were in town and just hanging about and we ask you to come in early like clock in early because you're fucking working and i talked before as well like um uh, the american influence because i've only worked for one american company and that was the hilton hotel i worked there briefly and i hated that the just the american workplace culture influence on that because they had a time clock normally it'd just be like you write your hours down like we said like a paper thing, but it's like, no, you check in at this exact time and that's when you get paid. And I remember mm-hmm. they introduced a system where if you are one minute late, you get docked 15 minutes. And I've talked before about this where I came in once, um, clocked in, because I didn't know the time, I just knew like, you know, I, I start work around 10, boom, done. And I was on the bar, just setting up the bar and they came up, Carl, um, you were a minute late, so you've been docked 15 minutes. I went, oh, thanks. And just went and sat down. And the person, they went on a fucking tirade like what are you doing i'm not being paid i'm not being paid i'm like again and this is something that i was able to do because i was writing at the time and i only worked in those places for the social aspects yeah i, I remember worked... when you were working there at the time oh fuck it i just picked it up because i could like yeah like, a, a friend of mine offered me the to get me the job and specifically i worked at the hilton because they offered a 90 percent discount on hilton hotel stays so i used that i think it was it was it you as well it, it was like me and a couple of other people for when we yeah. went to a wedding yeah i used that to get us like a 10 pound hotel room for a <laughs> wedding a couple of months later 
So I didn't give a fuck about that job. Like, yeah. I was just going in to like earn a bit of extra money and get that discount. And just I to see the boss go red in the face because they'd never had someone tell them I'm not working if I'm not being paid. And mm-hmm. then just hearing them try and argue like, but you're, you're on the clock. It's like, well, I'm going to be paid for it then, right? No. It's like, okay, can we take this higher? Because I'd like to have a conversation about this with someone higher up in the company because I'm pretty sure I should be paid for any work that I'm doing. And they were, mm. no, just stop arguing. It's like, <laughs> what is this? These are the people who are in charge. Yeah, how, do you real... get to be, how do you get to be in charge of a business and people if you're that fucking bad at talking to people and encouraging them to work for you? Because they're willing to be callous knobheads to people. Yeah. Probably. And that's so many people are willing to because they don't want the argument or they don't want to risk their employment. Normally it's because they don't want to risk their employment, yeah, because... And as I said, the only reason I was this confident... Because I didn't do this Mm -hmm. years ago. Like, prior to um, starting writing, um, I was, like, same as anyone, where I'd, like, oh, Carl, you need to come in early to do this for a briefing. I would never ask, dare ask him being paid on a zero-hour contract, and I needed Mm -hmm. that money. Yeah. 100%. And, like, it is one of those things, isn't it, of, yeah, when you don't have um, a safety net when you don't have like savings when you're living week to week and getting fired knowing like well if i get fired right now i'm fucked i'm not gonna get paid again in time to like go and fucking pay my rent or whatever it is yeah so that's one of the things i want to clarify for this it's not that i am a hyper principled uh piece of like you know stubborn asshole and i am but only when <laughs> i've got like i was basically there was no risk to me personally yeah. Because it's like, these are, oh, we'll give you a bad review. It's like, why do I care if I get a bad review? Mm-hmm. Why would I care if you, I don't know, a bad review, a bad um, reference. reference? Why would I give yeah. a shit? I've already got a great reference in the last place I worked. I don't care. I'm working here for three months to get a discount on a hotel room. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, so that's something I want to clarify. The only reason I was able to do that is because I had, there was no risk to myself. And I did not mind being that stubborn to argue with these bosses because the worst they could do is fire me. Mm-hmm. And if they fire me, it's fine. I can just go home and write an article. Again, yeah, like you had that that other job to keep yourself uh, safe and like potentially, I don't know, like maybe savings at the time and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like we're not sitting here going, oh yeah, you should risk everything on a whim to have an argument with a manager over something petty. It's like probably not normally worth it unless no. you have like another option to go in a, to deal with that. But at the same time, I will say it was very satisfying. It and was people so, should... so satisfying. Yeah, it is satisfying. And people should be like, actually, you know, called out for shit like that. But again, like, it's very hard to be in a position to safely call your manager out on their bullshit. Yeah. And it only happened, I think I've talked before about the last time that happened. Oh, like the, the big time that happened at one of the restaurants I worked at is when my manager said... Carl, you're not allowed to have your phone on the bar. Which is fair. Uh, because I, it was like, you know, standard things. Just have it on the bar charging. Mm-hmm. And I had it on charge and I was using it to check the tights and have a watch. And they saw me yeah. do that. So fair enough, I held my hands up to it. I was using my phone. You're not supposed to do that. They went, give me your phone. I went, will you sign a piece of paper saying you take responsibility for my phone? Because this is like a £400 phone. Mm-hmm. This is the only one I have. If it gets lost, broken, otherwise um, rendered inoperable, Will you take... And they just responded, don't be stupid, give me your phone. And that just annoyed me. So I was like, no. Take response... Say you're going to... And sign a piece of paper doing that. Put it in the safe and say, take response. And then we are like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. Stop being sarky, give me your phone. And I just went, no. 
I went, okay, if you don't give me a phone, you can go home. So I went home. And he was in the middle of a really busy shift and just left them high and dry. Oh, I've had the opposite experience of that. Like, not with managers, but with customers. Mm -hmm. Like, customers going up to me, can I charge my phone? Well, no. Well, why not? Well, because, like, we can't take responsibility for your item. Like, if we take that into the back and charge your phone and And something happens, if it goes missing, if it breaks, whatever, then you're going to be on our back and we've got to take responsibility for that. Well, I don't care. Put my phone on charge. And it get, gets to the point with a lot of customers where I had to go to the like my manager and be like, you know, let them see me have a word with manager. My manager being like, no, no, no. Walk back over to them. my manager said, we can't take your phone. Yeah. Oh, I want to speak to the manager about it. Go back over to the manager. <sighs> They're not taking no for an answer. Can you please? Just Because they want to just see a person in a shirt, tell them no. So they go over, well, this is ridiculous. What do you expect me to do without my phone? Like, I don't know, fucking charge your phone before you come to a restaurant. Like, it's not our problem, is it? But, uh, my favourite but... thing about that interaction, though, is that it was a really busy night, and the guy who was, like, telling me to hand my phone over was the supervisor, not the boss. And mm. he wasn't allowed to tell me to go home. <laughs> but I just went, okay, sure. And I took my apron off and I handed my apron to him right in front of the customers. Yeah. And just went, I'm sorry, I've got to go home. I just write to the customer. Um, he'll serve you now and walk out. I don't give a fuck. And I remember getting a phone call like, like where are you? I went home. I got told to go home and that um, ended up being, so I had to have a meeting about that. And because oh, they, uh, he filed a formal complaint about my attitude with the company and I had to sit down and give my side of it. And when I was sat there with my boss, um, I went, look, Carl, I know, I know what happened, but we have to write a formal complaint. So mm-hmm. someone can review. And I knew as well. And I asked him, like, who's reviewing it? He went, Deborah. I went, oh, I'm fine then. Yeah. <laughs> and he asked me, like, okay, so Carl, why did you talk back to your supervisor? And I just said, because he was being a prick. Mm-hmm. Went, I can't write because he was being a prick on this paper. And I went, yes, you can, because you've got to quote me. And I said he's being a prick. He was being a prick. And I really disappointed I never managed to get a copy of that because I wanted to frame it on my wall because it just said, Carl responded when asked why he told the manager no because he was being a prick. Oh. And nothing ever happened. Yeah. Oh. I remember that, that, that it was like, just, oh, it was letter great. going to head office on my behalf once of like, um, I had, had a customer complaint and I went, that never happened, that's bullshit. And it's like, all oh, right, okay. I was on shift. I know that it's bullshit, but I need to send a letter up to like to head office mm-hmm. with your name on it, with your like note of accounts. But they just walked into the room and was like, "We've had a customer complain like X and Y really bad things about you, mm-hmm. and we need to send a letter to head office." And I'd been there for like six months and was like, "Oh no, like, I'm in fucking fired." And then a minute later, my my supervisor was like, "No, no, no, I saw what happened. Like I know that didn't happen. You're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Just." calmed out but i was just like that moment of like yeah we've had this really bad complaint and we're gonna send like it up to head office with your name on it it's like oh shit. then you realize yeah no one cares yeah but i just <laughs> like, thought that was just oh. i just like that one though why did you do it because he was being a prick mm. god like uh, you must have been a fun guy to work with managers no the thing is like my manager i've taught that restaurant that's the one where i the, i had three managers Two of which liked me because I was a good worker. And if mm-hmm. they were nice to me, so I didn't mind working for them. And it's like the nice manager, if he wanted me to stay like an extra 20 minutes, like the implicit thing there is like, 
oh, Carl. And he'd always say, because he was like flam- a really flamboyant gay guy. He was like, oh, Carl, darling, can you just stay for a bit longer and clean down the bar? I'm like, oh, but I've already signed out, James. He'd go, I'll give you a pint. <laughs> and I'd go, you know what? Yeah, I'll stay for 15 minutes and clean like the coffee machine while he just like does some filing, get mm-hmm. a pint and then go home. That, fe- that to me feels like a fair exchange of services and I wouldn't mind. Then he'd say, do you mind coming in a bit early to help me set up? He goes, and he'd be like, yeah, I can't, I, you can't write on your timesheet because the other manager is like a stickler for that, but I will let you take like a long lunch or something like that and then sign yeah. your timesheet saying you're out for 45 minutes and you're out for like an hour or something like that. Mm. And that was fine and I was happy to do that. But when it's just the other manager was just a complete dick about all those things, it's just when they were, because they were such a stickler for the rules, like, well, I'm only going to do what I'm paid to do. Yeah. Like when it was, uh, Carl, could you go out and get some milk? Nope, I'm not allowed to leave the desk. Can you make me a coffee? Nope, I'm not allowed to do anything other than my job. Because mm-hmm. it'd always be like, um, you could get free coffee if you work there, but they cracked down on getting free coffee because I was making like fucking coffee for everyone and just giving yeah. it away. It's like, fuck yeah, it costs us nothing. So no, no, you're not allowed to make coffee for staff anymore. So I just like, I'm not making you one then. Your staff. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I did find that funny of like, that happened to us and it was like, no, no, like you're all abusing the coffee machine. You're all making like thirty times more coffees than we sell. Like it's it's a restaurant. Like people aren't coming in for for like coffee really. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like okay, okay. Well, you know, we'll calm down on that. And it's like yeah, yeah. yeah like no, you're not allowed it at all. And we're like well, fuck that. And everyone just started getting in, like really pissy moods on shift. And like about three, four days later, there's just like a massive like bag or box of coffee or whatever. And it's like yeah, this is staff coffee. Like we. Yeah. We get it. Yeah, you're pissed off if you don't want to get your coffee on shift, but you can't mm-hmm. take like the nice machine coffee that we, you know, have there for customers and just use it all. Well, yeah, That's it's fair, like fair. it's those little acts of rebellion. It's like the one for me was uh, we used to have coffee, like I said, and we'd have it on the bar, and it just be you take a sip of the coffee. It's like no, it looked it looked really bad to have coffee on the bar. You're only allowed now to drink water. So what I started doing is like my minor act of rebellion is I'd get water, but I'd fill it with ice. Or I get like fill it with like fifteen lemons, and it's like no, Carl, you can't have that many lemons in your water. It's like fucking, that. who gives a shit how many lemons are in my water? And then it got to the point where if you want a drink, you have to have it in the back room because you can't drink on the bar because it looks bad. And I remember that. I went, okay, sure. And I just every half an hour, I'd go into the back room and get a sip. And I remember that boss, the bad one, not the good, the bad one. Carl, where are you going? I'm going to get a drink of water. And say, no, yeah. you can't leave the bar. And I went, okay, will you sign a piece of paper telling me I'm not allowed to go for a drink of water? Yeah, you t- you yeah. signed something saying that you're going to leave me dehydrated on you. Yeah, and I just said, will you sign a piece? And she went, no, why would I do that? Because that's what you're telling me to do. I'm asking to go get a drink of water. I'm pretty sure I'm allowed to do that. If you're not letting me, will you pl- will you sign a piece of paper saying that you're doing that? And she went, just go get your drink. And yeah, that went on for like three oh, weeks before that policy was rescinded. That's not and a good idea. And you're allowed to have water on the bar as long as you drink it when customers are there. It's like, that's all you needed to do. I, I, <laughs> but I remember that. I just, I just asked, will you sign a piece of paper telling, uh, just saying that you're not letting me get a drink of water? Why would I do that? Because that's what's happening right now. <laughs> uh, there was always one person um, <sighs> who worked with us. Like They clearly took the absolute piss like he did not care how many times he was known to go to the toilet on shift like et- 10 minutes later he'd be like yeah i'm going to the toilet again mm-hmm. and just walk off shift and like clearly just slacking off but, but like when a manager would call him up on it be like well you're not allowed to go to the toilet he's like 
You can't fucking tell me I'm not allowed to go <laughs> to the toilet. Like, that's no. all you need. All you need to do in those situations. This is a pro tip for Just say to your boss or whoever's telling you to do that. Will you sign on? Will you write on a piece of paper? If mm. it's something like you're not allowed to go for a drink of water, or you're not allowed to go to the toilet, just say, will you sign a piece of paper telling that? Um, just date it, saying that you did not let me go to the toilet at this point. And if you ask why, just say for my records. That's all you need to say. Oh God. I absolutely love stuff like that. I was just like, yeah, you can't tell me I'm not allowed to drink fucking water on shift. Like, yeah. what? But I just, like, it was one of those things where the only reason they told people they couldn't go to the bar is because they personally th- didn't like it. Customers didn't give a shit. So if you see someone taking a sip of water, it's of course, yeah, if they're thirsty. Maybe not like when I'm talking to a customer, like, down in a pint or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But just, like, you know, quietly when the bar's a little bit quiet, going over, taking a sip of water, that's fine. But they didn't like it, so it's like, you have to do it in the back room. But there was also the rule of you're not allowed to leave the um, uh, bar unattended. Mm. And if they've only got one person on the bar, you really, you can't go for a drink. Yeah, and, like, you know, in the restaurant I was working in specifically, we were pretty much set to one part of like doing what we're doing for that day like mm-hmm. you know you just sat on a till all day or whatnot but or stood at a till we didn't get to sit that's a luxury we weren't afforded but um, that's so baffling that yeah and it's like i never had one person ever go why the fuck are you taking a drink or why are you taking a drink in front of me or something it's like no, everyone understands we're fucking human beings that need to have hydration. Like, yeah, and I understood it when it's like a coffee because that does look weird if like someone's having like a full cappuccino on the bar or whatever. Like, even though I mean, it was a even staff then, pair. like generally, I've, I've drank coffees in front of customers. No it, but I could understand it if it's like I could, that I can kind of understand it. Like, like when it's like but, a full-on cappuccino, it's like with the fuck. I would make it's like fuck it, it's free. So I'd make like giant cappuccinos and I'd make like milkshakes and stuff like that. Well, yeah, we used to, like, we were in, like, a shopping centre. People would come in with, like, big milkshakes or, like, freezies Mm -hmm. and shit like that and whatever they're called. Um, And just whatever drinks they wanted and drink them on shift. No one one ever complained. Because you know what? Like, someone's allowed to have a a drink of whatever the fuck they want on shift. As long as it's not, like, alcoholic or something. But that manager really did not like that. And I just... It's just that thing of, I saw it in their eyes when I asked them to because they shit themselves. You could see in their eyes, they're like, yeah. why do you want me to do that? I just just sign it on a piece of paper. Otherwise, I'm going to go get a drink. Mm. And they refuse to do it. And it's like, well, I'm going to go get a drink then. <laughs> like, this is clearly not a policy you can enforce. The only reason like, that you're telling me to do it is because you don't like it. Anyway, Lucas, let's continue because there is a fourth reason. Oh, yeah, I think we went on a tangent then. We Carl. did, yes, because I was distracted. So, uh, to clarify, we'll, get, you know, we'll recap for everyone at home. So, reason one is the Allen curve, which is like, you know, a study from the 1970s. It's not at all representative of very relevant uh, um, uh, modern office uh, culture. Reason yeah. two is trust. And uh, you can trust people on the internet, hence, internet dating being a thing. Um, uh, reason three, working from home can be too convenient. I love that, it's too convenient. It's too convenient. Like, like, that's a stretch, isn't it? Like, Lucas, when's the last time you heard someone complain about something because it was too convenient? Honestly, like, I don't baffling. think I can ever, ever think of something that has been made too convenient. Yeah, like, the only time it's ever a thing is, like, things like Just Eat and delivery, where it's too convenient to get food delivered to your house. Because that's just playing a dangerous game with your yeah. own, like... Yeah, your uh, self-control. and Yeah, that's an issue. 
uh, with like your own, like you said, your own self-control. There's no such thing as working being too convenient. It's like these, it's, like I say, it's the same energy as people complain about fax machines like in the 1980s. Like, why do we need a fax machine? Why can't we just walk and hand the letter to someone downstairs? To me, it's the energy of like, you know, the people, the people that go, I miss like sitting there with a typewriter and typing out each word individually and not yeah. none of this like autofill none of this autocorrect if you make a mistake you've made it and it's like why would anyone want to work like that so, so yeah you know, people complain about emails oh it's too easy to just send an email now i miss having to go have like oh instead of meetings i miss yeah. when just like you know sitting down and having a meeting getting up to stretch your legs and have, it's like no i want to fucking do my job yeah <laughs> and then lucas reason for belonging it is clear that we are not destined to be alone. It's hard to create a sense of belonging from a distance, but it's even harder when employees have different home lives or have never even met the rest of the team. And to that, I say, go fuck yourself. Work what? is not my... My life is not my work. Work mm-hmm. is not my life. Fuck you. <laughs> like, it is a completely optional thing to build any actual relationship with the people you work with. Yes. Like, if you want to... You should be able to clock in, do your fucking job without any like extra, you know, unneeded um, conversations and relationships, mm-hmm. and then clock out at the end of the day. That should be fine if people want to do that. Yeah, and again, this just smacks of those middle managers of like, oh, but we want to feel like we're a family because if we're a family, then you should respect my fucking decision mm-hmm. to not come into the office and risk my life in a pandemic. Like, just the things that are saying, like, oh, yeah, it's great to have that two hours commuting, and the picture they use is people on the commute fucking hating their life. Yeah, they've took, like, a picture of, like, a New York underground that's just crammed, like, sardines just in a tin. Just, oh, oh, well, I guess I'm loving this, like, commute to work at yeah. rush hour on the fucking <laughs> London tube. It's complete, getting no crushed will... into the fucking station. And the thing is, you read that and the kind of the kind of person writing that has a 10 minute commute mm-hmm. because he like, you know, owns a company or whatever and he's like 10 minute commute. It's like, yeah, he's romanticising. Like, oh yeah, you get to think about, like, you know, your job. It's like that amazing Onion headline of like fucking moron thinks he can get work done on train. It's like the guy with a laptop on a train, and it's like, it's like, no, that's not how work life is. Anything that can reduce that is welcomed. Exactly, uh, yeah. And like all of those all commutes, yeah, some people need them for the job that like they they might live in yes. an area far away or whatever. But like, it shouldn't be your entire like, a life. fucking necessity. Yeah, and if you can circumvent it, why the fuck would you not do that? But yeah, Lucas, exactly. All that talk of bathroom is we want to go for a quick bathroom break, which you I can do. Now. Because I'm the boss of you know Big Wangers Incorporated. Yeah, I'll do the same. So we'll be back in two minutes. So, uh, yeah, we're back. And I apologise for that bathroom break. But we can just, like, no, just continue, like, no, end this thread and this train of thought just with hmm. a question uh, posed by Boston Globe. Is it possible to have a well-functioning hybrid workplace? Maybe employees and companies would need Reminders about who their team members are. Cultural practices to allow time for open idea exploration. Events that allow employees to connect in deep ways. No, you don't. Okay, no. Just let me do my job from home, fuck you. Yeah, 100%. And, like, I just want to ask, I was thinking on, Mm -hmm. you know, our our whole journey to the bathroom and back. Yes. Uh, Because, you know, it was quite simple and convenient because I'm working from home. Absolutely, yeah. Um, 
I was just thinking, so we have essentially been working from home or working like a hybrid model as long as you've had an office. Uh, yeah, I, I personally have been going into the office for most of lockdown, with the exception yeah. of a brief part where I brought everything home, and that's my choice to make. But as, like, the, you know, the, the MD of Big Wangers Incorporated Limited... Yes, that uh, is my official title. Thank you. Yes, it is. Um, how would you feel of, instead of, like, us working from home or working a hybrid model like we did in the past, like, mm-hmm. how would you feel about having to fork out money for us all to work like nine to five in the office and you know pay for those like pc setups and pay for all the extra office space on the desks and everything that's like that. the thing yeah because like we could conceivably do that but the model we have at the moment is so much better for everybody like speaking just from purely economic terms and in the most cynical manner possible which you know is extracting the most possible profit from what we do mm-hmm. the way we do it now puts the onus on you guys to provide your own equipment. Yeah. That's the thing, if I ran the entire office and was like forcing you guys to come back in, that means I've got to pay to maintain the office. Which I do, to a degree, but obviously I'm, I'm using the office as like a shared creative space. Whereas like your workspace is like, you know, they're individuals. And I hope that the compensation you get for working for the channel and the article edit, or not the article, the, um, the edits that you do, um, allow you to um, uh, like pay to maintain your workstations. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And things like that, but yeah, it'd be, it wouldn't be prohibitively expensive, but it would be an expense, and it's an expense that we can circumvent, and I think we we, we want to, because it gives well, you guys more freedom, and it gives me more freedom as the, like, you know, the owner of the business. It gives us all more freedom to work, like, how and when we want to. But not only that, Carl, just as you said, from a purely cynical business perspective, it makes you're sense. just saving fucking money and yeah, effort. That's the thing. And the only reason I'm paying for the office, because reason, realistically, uh, because during the time where we were recording in the bedroom, and those videos are still going up now, the videos recorded mm. in my bedroom, uh, are just as successful as uh, the ones recorded in an office. And the same is true of like, you know, when the channel first started, we recorded in Brad's bedroom. Mm-hmm. We sat in his kitchen, when we sat recording in his bedroom, and then we got the office. The reason I got the office is just so that we wouldn't have to be reliant on one person having a free room or space available for us. And it was mostly yeah. done out of convenience for, um, I don't want Brad to feel like, you know, his entire house is, or his life has been consumed by his work. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I made that choice. Um, and I feel like it's you know, beneficial to have that shared creative space just for myself and my own mental health. That I'm not yeah. constantly confronted by my work. But again, like the fact that you can have this like, office which you know isn't a nice office and you've got uh the setup that you need in there like for recording purposes and now Mm. streaming purposes and um, all the extra thing that you've added like all the commodities like the mini fridge and the coffee machine and things like that like yeah like you can do that or you can uh do that and like double the space and force us all to come in and work at like very specific times etc etc at the like deficit of your company it's like it's so weird but that's the decision I made because like we work in a creative industry and yeah. our jobs are not representative of just regular office jobs. Like we can do what, like realistically we can do whatever we feel like in regards to fact feeling like within reason mm-hmm. we can make any content we want. Like for example, we started this podcast talking about how one of the first things we want to do when we're all back to the office is just record random shit of us hanging out. Yeah, yeah. 
because that's something we're able to monetize um, because we're you know, known entities online. And that is one of the reasons that I have the office is because I found myself thinking about almost everything just in terms of how do I monetize this? And I realized that wasn't healthy. Yeah, of course, yeah. And I think we've talked before, like you've had the experience of like just playing a game and going, I could stream this. Uh, last then, night, it happened again. Of then, like um, the new season of Destiny 2 content came out last night. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was sitting there and I was just relaxing and like doing a bit of like, you know, the story stuff and then a bit of grinding and doing some like armor transmog and checking out my Destiny fashion. And then I was like, oh, well, realistically, this would have been a good thing to stream. But at the same time, it's probably good for my mental health that I just have those nights where I enjoy Destiny to myself. Yeah. And it's, uh, again, it's not something that's representative of work culture uh, mm-hmm. for the vast majority of the population. So we can't really speak with any authority on that. We can only speak to what we've experienced. But, uh, yeah, it's that's definitely an issue that I've had. And just like um, I think I've talked briefly about so that being unable sometimes to enjoy video games because it's like so much of my... Uh, free time, not free time, but like no time spent working on, I guess, my brand, for lack of a better mm-hmm. I hate referring to myself as like a brand, but I guess I am. Yeah, I think like we both are, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, like stuff like this, obviously, we're streaming this live right now. There's mm-hmm. The level of interaction is admittedly quite limited. So I apologize for that to be watching at home, but we will be doing like um, a bit of Q&A at the end. So if you do have questions, um, start filtering them in now and um, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. we'll get to those like, um, when and if we can. Uh, but just like the fact I've now got a camera in my face. And it's something mm-hmm. that I'm just so... I got used to so quickly. And I've adjusted yeah. like aspects of my life too. That it's it's kind of... Um, not crazy, but it's, it's kind of jarring when you break it down. For example, um, the office. We've got the office. It's there. Yeah. And I just took a nice picture. I think I sent it to you guys. Uh, maybe I sent it to the group where it's the picture of my desk with my laptop on it. And it's got the view from the window. Did I send that? Uh, I don't think so. Don't think okay, so. Well, uh, the thing is, it doesn't matter. Like, you know what the view from the window is. I, yeah, I, I've i got a fairly good like idea of what that would look like. Yeah, Yeah, and it's one of those things where I took that picture, and I went, that's a really nice photo, because it's after I'd spent like all day at the office, like getting stuff unpacked, um, uh, mm-hmm. setting things up, plugging things in, getting the internet sorted out, like moving things around, um, just like signing paperwork, all that stuff. And I set my little desk up, and went, that's going to be a really nice place to just write articles and just like you know have a drink and a think. It's going to be yeah. a great place for me to like, you know, just focus on that aspect of the channel. And I took a photo and I looked and I went, I can't share this anywhere because you can see out of the window. And if people, would, it's not if, it's, you know, it's inevitable that people will figure mm-hmm. out where the office is based on this photo. And the fact that that decision was made in my head almost instantaneously, so I took the photo, saw the photo, thought about posting it and then decided against it because I realized what would happen. And I went, this just happened to me so gradually that I didn't even notice. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mentioned on a, another stream we were doing the other night of like, yeah, every time I take a picture of Cade, I now instinctively go, can you see like the bit of the collar with his details on? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, that has like, you know, my phone number and shit on there, like personal details. So if Cade gets lost you know, he can be brought back to us. But that also means that every time I take a picture to either just, you know, appreciate how cute my puppy is or potentially put online, because I don't put all of them online, obviously. But yeah. that is a, a thought that has to cross my mind immediately as soon as I've taken that picture or video of like, shit, 
all my details just easily are accessible via this picture that I'm going to post. Yeah, and like even um, the video of people watching right now live, you can see I'm just sat. This is my office. Mm-hmm. Like it's my it's my home office. It's like nothing to write home about. But you know, my my YouTuber gamer shelf behind me, all the stuff on it. But the specific camera setup, my bathroom is just off to the side there, and my girlfriend like can't go to the bathroom right now because if she does, she'll walk into frame, mm-hmm. and obviously she doesn't want me on fucking camera and doesn't want people making like weird lewd comments about her ass because she have to walk past the camera, and that's like a decision. Like I'm in my own home and I'm recording, but I have to keep that in mind. Yeah. And it's like, it's obviously dependent on everyone's setups mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, what how much people are willing to, like, let out into the internet and into the void. Yeah, and I just um, thought it's a, it was an it's interesting thing. thing but, so I was yeah. saying, it, was in, it was interesting to me just how quickly I made that decision, how naturally it occurred to me. And then mm. when I stopped and I thought about and I broke it down in my head of like, holy shit, that's like, that's so gradual. I didn't realise I was doing that, but this must be something I'm just doing instinctually now. Yeah. Like I'll just I'll post photos and things like that. Or like um, for example, the other day I was wearing some sunglasses and I took a photo of myself and I realised um, oh I'm wearing sunglasses, you can see the reflection in the sunglasses, and I had to double check what's the reflection in the sunglasses because people might be able to see out of the window and know where I am and mm. know where I live from this photo. And if anyone's gonna think that sounds ridiculous, there are confirmed stories out there of people tracking people down from the reflection in their eyeballs. Yeah. In photos, because they see a reflection in their eyeballs and work out like um, uh, uh, landmarks and geographical locations from that, and they track down where they're from. Yeah, and like I even posted a, a picture of Cade recently, and it's like just like a local park that I live by, and was like, well, people know that I'm located somewhere like in Liverpool, and I'm taking a picture like of him in a swing set with like maybe potentially identifiable things in the background, like. I still had that thought in my head of like, oh shit, what if people like vaguely figure out where I live? And like, at some point, like, I've just look and go, there's, there's probably, that just looks like a generic park. There's probably a thousand of them around the area. Like, yeah, people yeah. aren't going to be uh, able to realize that I'm like in that park. But yeah. it's a very weird thing that we have to kind of like always keep in the back of our head. Yeah, and this isn't like, you know, um, uh, like to complain about that. Like, you know, we're aware it is like a known aspect of being online. It's just yeah. interesting to me that this is a thing that I now do instinctually and I never mm-hmm. noticed that I did. And like Nisha is in chat now. She's saying she's triple checking photos she posts on Twitter and Instagram, presumably yeah. for the same reason. And it, it's, again, it's like something that we are putting out there and knowing that we are, but it's, it's a weird feeling knowing that we have to even think about that in the first place yeah and it's really hard to describe because obviously it's not something people can empathize with and like it's like when we've talked before about um uh, like people trying to track us down and contact us and we'll Mm -hmm. often get the response of well why don't you just talk to them it's not that big a deal that someone wants to talk to it's like it's not like in isolation but then times it by 10 and 10 again 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 and then like say it's happening to you every single day like how long would it take for that to start to wear you down and the answer is probably um not very long at all yeah probably and like i um i obviously have a way smaller following than like you do or fat fiend does no, you do. you um, are part so of generally fiend, speaking you got the fat fiend following right there that's true that's true but like You're i don't get too on that channel. many <laughs> good or worse things on a on a daily basis sent to me but like for example when we ask for feedback on like what to do in regards to the podcast like mm-hmm. 
there were quite a few messages between like Instagram and uh, Twitter mainly that I was just like, I genuinely like I don't have the the time and capacity to like constantly respond to all of these, and this is probably what like people get on a daily basis a lot of the time. Yeah, and uh, that's the one as well of like I guess we can draw it back. I'll draw a parallel between like all the work stuff you mentioned, like having a work phone. Mm-hmm. Like uh, and bosses giving people work phones, so you are constantly thinking about work, and it's similar in the way of um, like you don't really get time off if you like you know do this for a living or you like yeah. you know you're a known entity online because like um, you are going to just at all hours of the day because I think like it's safe to say that at any point in any given day someone will be watching a fact theme video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or someone will be looking at um, some aspect of my social media. Just like it's just a numbers game at this point. Mm-hmm. So I, I never realistically get a day off, but I personally, I you know, I've made efforts to um, separate that aspect of my life from my home life. Is why we have the office. Yeah, and it's it's, it's strange that it's um, uh, just something that happens so gradually. Like if it I is, went yeah. back to myself five years ago and told myself, like, oh, soon you'll you'll have an entire fucking office. I'm like, no, I won't. Like, mm, what do you mean? Yeah. I, I live in like fucking one bedroom apartment writing shitty articles for the internet. What's going to happen with that? And well, you know, Fatfine did, but yeah, it's it's a weird thing. Like, even when I take time off and try to like, you know, ignore all that side of things, and I'm like mm-hmm. not looking at analytics, and I'm not editing, and I'm not recording, and I'm not responding to comments. Like, I still will, you know, be looking at say Twitter or posting like a couple of things on Twitter over the weekend while I'm off. Like, and that again is me just going on Twitter in my head. But at the same time, that is part of, like, my job. It's part of, like, the social aspect of my job and gaining, you know, a, a following and keeping up with that following and stuff. And it's, and like, even little things. your brand. Exactly, yeah, building That's my brand. Thing. Like I said, it's just, um, uh, I don't know much what I want to say about it, really. I'm probably waffling a bit, which is, to me, just of how gradually that all that happened to me. And mm. to, like, it just it, to view it, um, uh, just, like, you know, with a an objective lens it's really strange like the kind of things that i do and that's like how quickly and how um uh, just just gradually they became like notes a part of my everyday um, actions mm-hmm. of just like things like um uh, just checking emails i never check my fucking emails now i do it every day and i have to i don't um, like checking i hate checking emails i hate responding to emails but it's just the thing that i have to do every day and again that happened was like one or two you know it's one or two emails yeah and now it's like like four or five a day I guess I will have to mention as well, because I've not told you this before recording. Oh, God. That please don't block the email from Apple Podcasts asking to, like, approve us or whatever. Okay, let's have a look. Is that Because I don't know if they sent one to you or not, but I've let's just had look. to, like, use your fat feet email to, like, put this podcast on Apple Podcasts today. Because okay. finally, like, the website is finally working for me today. You know, I'll check my junk mail. Um, so I don't yeah. want that to, to fly by and it was, like, not to get on. No. Uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, the only thing I've got in my email at the moment is um, someone asking for permission to reuse my articles. Um, <laughs> a copyright claim from YouTube that I have to um, go and do. Um, Jordan contacted me about the next Cracked Me What We're Doing. Um, my office contacted me about um, the final removal of all the stuff that's left in the old office. Uh, three sponsorship offers and two parcels that arrived today. Fair, so that's fair. that's just that's just today, and that's all shit that I've got to do on top of all the other stuff. It's like, Ugh. 
Oh, no, Carl. Owning a business is tough sometimes. It really is. It's like, you know what? My life is so fucking difficult. It's not. It's not. I keep saying that. (laughs) Um, I say it it sarcastically. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I obviously understand that. And hopefully the the, the viewers, the listeners do as well. Yeah, but when we like, make these complaints, it's been done in jest. We understand and appreciate the success that we have, and we're very, very thankful that we are able yeah. to do this for a living. But that doesn't mean there aren't minor issues with it or like gripes that we have, as you would yeah. with any job. As with anything in life, and obviously, like I sit here and go, like, "Oh, X and Y," but you know, my life is a hundred times easier than it was working at Nando's, and like i'm having a lot more fun doing my job and i'm compensated better for my time and yeah, just like yeah go to it's a lot better go to the toilet when you want and drink when you want i can go to the toilet in the middle of a podcast yeah and, you can. Uh, it's just funny because i keep saying to like Cade, like oh you've got the hardest life don't you because he he'll like come up to us and like whine if we're working and like, yeah oh but you're not playing with me like dropping a toilet off feet and whining and looking at us and it's like Oh, you've got the toughest life in the world, don't you, mate? Like, I'm really sorry that we have to be working, and right now you're upset that like we're not playing with you. Yeah, I always used to have to like my old dog. It's like when she just like look at you like you'd shot her because you were eating yeah. McDonald's and not sharing it with her. It's like your life is so hard, isn't it? It's so tough. It's so like, tough. Oh, no. All your food and wants and de- like everything you want is taken care of, and food is literally just dropped in your like mouth. <laughs> I like you know. It's like he gets a, a, a treat every day, like a healthy treat every day. He gets a walk every single day. Like, he, yeah, his food just gets dropped off. All he has to worry about is like eating, pooping and sleeping. And he's there whining like, oh no, my life is so hard. That's the thing. Like, I love when dogs act like they're hard done by because you're not giving them your McDonald's. It's like, this is my McDonald's. <laughs> but um, yeah, we've like, you know, so this, this can be the end. Oh, you know, we're getting towards the end of like, you know, the Carl's Corner discussion of um, why working from home is awesome and why the Boston Globe can go and fuck itself. Yep. Oh, God, Luke's disappeared. Oh. Did Luke's internet just cut out? Oh, that's incredible. I think it did. Oh. Well, that was awkward. <laughs> I was about to say, Luke has just disappeared. Oh, end of the podcast, done. Uh, yeah, yeah, like... Uh... <laughs> Just, just end it now, Carl. Just immediate. So, so anyone... I, I accidentally clicked on the wrong thing on Discord because, like, you know, We've Discord can be a bit of a nightmare. And it just, like, took me... I was checking if um, on my Discord there was any questions left in there for this week. Mm-hmm. And I accidentally, instead of clicking on, like, the text channel, clicked on the voice channel. And it just immediately cuts my call in this. And it's like, oh, God, no. That was incredible. Yeah, but speaking of which, so if anyone in my chat has any questions, um, ask them now. We'll go through the mix. This is, I think, the last podcast we're going to do Q&A, yes? Uh, I believe that's the plan, yes. Yeah, because you've set up a separate email address for people to direct questions to. Uh, Yeah, so... I will drop the link in like the description for the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find well, you can email the email address like Carl's Corner QA mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Look at that gmail like holding up. So if you want to ask there any questions go. for future podcasts, you can email Carl's Corner QA at gmail.com, yes? Yeah, so there's no like apostrophe in the Carl's Corner and no. it's just Carl's Corner QA at gmail.com. And what the plan is, is to collate those. And as we mentioned previously, we will be doing like a Q&A monthly podcast for the subscribers that we get. 
Yeah, so, um, like, because normally when we do Q&A, like, right now, it's at the end of a podcast. We've already talked for, like, an hour and a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can't often go into as much detail as um, perhaps we'd like and probably, like, you know, the people asking the questions would like. And maybe people can, because it's not, like, a quick fire thing at the end, people can have a bit more time to, like, think through questions, get a bit more in-depth with questions, like, <clears throat> figure out silly game questions for us to do or something like that i don't yeah. know but just asking yeah. things that are a bit more in depth than, than just having it sprung upon you at the end of the day yeah, we exactly. can and by the same token we can go into more in depth with the answers and um, try um uh, to answer them as uh, clearly and um uh, succinctly as we can for people yeah 100 percent. and like we'll just be going through those and not everything that gets sent to the um the email account will be read out during that podcast obviously like we can't do your best to come up with something interesting we're not just going to answer what was your favorite video every single podcast like that would get very boring for the people listening and for the like you know ourselves because i'm already sick of answering that question (laughs) it gets asked every single i think i guess that question like like two three times a week Uh, so that might be another thing to keep an eye for on your gmail is like spotify approving us to be allowed like to have the the subscriptions and stuff like that yeah and i'm presumably going to leave that open for like a week or two or you'll just keep tabs on it and then once there's like you know a sizable number of questions been asked then we can record that yeah and the plan is like to hopefully when we've got the subscriptions rolling and stuff like that um when i figure out how apple podcast subscriptions work and etc mm-hmm. etc et like we can do hopefully a monthly one so that you know you're subscribing monthly you'll get one per month for subscribing like hopefully it'll work out that way and we can yeah, figure it out and regular episodes will not be impacted because you know what i have fun shitting on um uh, crappy articles put out by just desperate um uh, companies of like please please just allow us to keep shitting in your mouth like we did before <laughs> the pandemic and like no no we're not gonna we're not gonna shit on your mouth anymore no sharing yeah, memes. A... Oh, someone asked no sharing memes or videos no you can we're not gonna read them and it's presume... very hard to, on an audio podcast, read out a meme or video. It's also that thing of, we don't care. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, I'm not sure about you, Lucas, but as part of um, your daily rounds, on, on part of my daily rounds on the internet, I will uh, check the trending tab of Twitter and have a brief scroll down Reddit just so I know what the internet is talking about because it's just an easy way to keep abreast of internet culture and what is currently you know the topic of conversation. Um, just to be aware yeah. of that. Yeah, pretty so, much every day I'll give a five-minute scroll of, like, trending on Twitter and front page of Reddit, as you say, and just, like, just try and have keep a quick breast. look at what the fuck is going on today. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, so if there's, a like, a hot meme or current trend online, we're probably aware of it. It's just that we don't really have anything to say about it. Because you know what? I'm 30 years old, and that's a fuck it. But, Carl, did you know that another person from Little Mix is pregnant? Is she? Woo! I like that. Oh, yeah, fuck. Which one? <laughs> I don't know the names. Like I know one of them left and two of them are pregnant. So I, I don't know. But I've met them all. Oh, yeah, because they all came to Liverpool once. They, they constantly played in Liverpool and like came in the next day like in like, disguises, quote-unquote. You know, like, like the sunglasses and cap and sat in the corner. And, Lucas, like... you'll appreciate this. Jordan's in chat now. It's like, I miss when Jordan was on the chat. <laughs> so I'm just going to mod him right now because you know what? Fuck it. Oh, so there's a guy in chat now complaining about being banned last time. Like, here's a pro tip, don't do that. If you, that's a surefire way to get banned again. 
<laughs> Although as well, like, this is argument was, you guys were doing a Smash stream and I was trying to get other people to join my arena. So what you were doing is you were trying to poach our viewers. Yeah. Why did I get banned? It's like, you will get banned anyway. Like, if you go into a place of business and start advertising your business, you'll be asked to leave. I absolutely do love those ones, though, of um, when you find people subtweeting a viral tweet going like, go check out my tweets, and it's not even the person yeah. that's actually tweeted out the viral tweet. It's like, oh, what? So that's a pro tip, that. Like, if you go and try and advertise a rival business in view or in the area like another business operate, you will be asked to leave. The internet is no different. If you walk into McDonald's and start shouting like, hey, everyone, I've just opened a Burger King next door, like, come over and join us, like, they will kick you the fuck out. Oh, like, you know, if someone's performing um, yeah. like in a bar or something like that and you start going to people in the audience, like, oh, do you want to come check out my show next week? It's like, no, go away. I'm like, you're distracting <laughs> now. But I love all that guy clearly made an account to complain about that and just, you know what? I don't know anyone who's going to agree with them. Why can't I poach your viewership? Mm-hmm. It's like, no one's going to... Like, I'd, I'd hope that no one would agree with it. But yeah, uh, we go through the questions now. So the first one is, yeah, no shame means over the years. Like, you send them, but we're not going to listen. And I'd hope, Lucas... Uh, the thing is, I'm not that I'm going to hope, but I'm guessing that's going to get real old real fast for you. Yeah, 100%. If you're the one who's going to go through these and, like, filtering them. Because obviously, I'm, I, I will be paying you for this and giving you a share of the subscription money that we make. But, like, mm-hmm. yeah, just... Yeah. Please just, if you just ask a question, ask nice questions. Like, you know, like this question, which is, how has our day been? Pretty good. Yeah, my day's yeah. been pretty good so far. Um, uh, I woke up this morning. I did like an hour of exercise. I got some food. Uh, my girlfriend right now is um, just making some food for us when we finish the podcast. Um, nice. I'm going to go through and get some nice chicken and some lentils and some greens and go for a jog. And then in a couple of hours, I'll be playing some uh, Gears of War with you and be, like kicking the shit out of General Ram. Yeah, how about yourself? Will. Uh, similar day, yeah, just like, you know, got up, uh, had some food, did some exercise, went out for mm-hmm. a walk with Cade and Jenna, really nice sunny day, that did end up messing with my fucking lighting at the start of this stream, but yeah. it was worth it. And it was, it was a nice weather. day. Also, yeah, um, my, my girlfriend, like, has an app for, like, Costa, and she got, like, two coffees for a quid, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> One pound coffee. So, Lucas, um, uh, any questions from your chat or your Discord? One for her. Yeah, someone's asking if uh, there's any plans at the moment to play through any older Zelda games with Carl, like Wind Waker or Twilight Princess. And the answer is kind of yes and no at the moment. Okay. Uh, so the plan is that I I've got like a like RCA to HDMI converter so that we can play older you games. You do yes. Um, I haven't decided what the older games are, but we will be using that to record some fishing mini games, including yes. Ocarina of Time. So we'll be doing Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess for the fishing minigame series at very least. And the hope is that you'll be able to bring that through to the office when we're able to meet up in person and we can use that for yeah. streams. Because I have plan. I want to play like stuff like Burnout. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, Burnout on stream would be a good shout. Um, just like silly, like, you know, silly games in the PS2 era. Like there's like crappy movie tie-in games. I bet they'd be yeah. fun to like, you know, a couple of drink, get a couple of drinks down us, um, make us play those games. And I thought it would be like a fun thing to get to do like again similar to that but like you know the one-off videos that we've been doing on the channel yeah. oh how does like you know fuck it simpsons road rage hold up stuff like yeah. like 20 years later and, and just going through some like old games for like an hour and just laughing yeah. at whether they've I've, held up or not i've got an entire shelf full of like ps2 games behind me to play like total yeah. overdose is getting played i've got like um i've got like my windowsill of my old consoles right there as well like, yeah that's 
that's all the way. And then we might check out someone that's saying, uh, do you have any post-pandemic holidays planned? No. Uh, no. The plan is at some point to go to Disneyland because we had a Disneyland like Paris pla- like um, holiday booked. But yeah, that's all gone to shit. That was like last year that we had it booked. And annoyingly, like I, my, my family... I, I can tell that they're trying to get it sorted for, like, my 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. And I've had to hint, like, I don't want to go, like, to Disney for my 30th birthday because, like, I don't think I'm going to be comfortable going on holiday in, like, a theme park by, like, January next year. It's going to be, like, too yeah. much for me, I think. Also, as well, you know, speaking, like, the article we covered earlier, and it's, like, it's very clearly written by someone who has an, act, an active stake in people returning to office life because it's not written with people's best interests in in mind it's yeah, written yeah. with profit in mind and i don't trust someone's opinion when like profit is their primary motivator in mm. the same vein um, i'm just i think to all those articles and studies that were done that oh yeah traveling on a plane in the pandemic is 99.9 percent safe if you all wear a mask and then you go look at uh, who commissioned this study and it's like fucking airlines yeah, sponsored by Big Air TM, and it's like, yeah. God damn it. Yeah, same thing with like um, uh, Disney World supply chain. Oh yeah, it's safe to come back to the park. It's like, no, it's not. Like yeah, until like someone that trailer, who's... the legendary trailer they release of like everyone in the masks, like pretending to be super happy, like Disney's open again, and then it shut down like immediately after. It's like yeah, yeah, it's like that thing of like um, until I see an independent study done by someone who doesn't have an active financial stake in this reopening. I'm going to like, you know, just keep following the current scientific advice to stay inside, um, like, you know, for as much as I can and only interact with people when it's safe to do so and the necessary precautions have been taken. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, like, I think that's the thing is holidays are going to just be a no-go for this year, I think, in general. But the idea of, like, going to a theme park of all places is, like, I want to wait because... Yeah. Closest you I'm do gonna not get. want to feel like cramped and uncomfortable with thousands of people just like surrounding you at all times right now like that is gonna take some getting used to again yeah closest i'm going to get is um like you know seeing parts of britain but that'll be mm-hmm. just like a friend of mine who's vaccinated and can drive us and we'll drive somewhere remote and go for like a day trip maybe or something like that yeah that's the closest yeah. i'm getting to that but yeah i'm not traveling anywhere um until i'm fully vaccinated and uh, there's not a risk of just fucking dying from a preventable disease that people are not taking seriously. Yep, uh, any questions in your own chat, Lucas? Uh, no, nothing else in my chat at the moment. Nothing in your Discord? Uh, no, nothing in my Discord either. And see, this is why we're doing the um, uh, the Q&A streams. Or the, the Q&A episodes, because you know, it doesn't give people enough of a chance to like filter through and like formulate questions. So if anyone got any last um, uh, questions now, they can ask those about Lucas. Um, let us know where you can find more of his stuff. Yeah, um, as I mentioned earlier, you can oh. like find my versions of the archive for this stream on uh, le- like youtube.com slash Legend of Canto. Yes, because uh, I you don't can also, my channel anymore. You can also, you know, come to my Twitch where some people are at right now. Yep. Legend of Canto there as well. And then you can find me on like Twitter and Instagram, mainly posting like bad takes and pictures of Cade. Uh, and you can find that Canto Legend underscore because some bastard stole Legend of Canto a while ago on Twitter. He yeah. doesn't use it. But yeah, you can go but, and do that. But hopefully, yeah, you'll find um, all those links below. And then Jordan asks, where can I find your fantastic collaboration with Cracked? On Cracked. Just cracked.com. I'm hoping that after all these years, they own 
or at the very least, have a first re- result that comes back from that. Because you think, like, you've had, what, 10 years to dominate this search term? You better fucking dominate this search term, especially on YouTube or something like that. So you'd hope with that one. And then thoughts on grocery stores, never have any actual ice cream anymore. Um, I don't eat ice cream. Um, I completely excise sugar from my diet uh, as much as I'm able to. Like Even now, this soda is like sugar-free. Um, I only drink sugar-free soda. I don't really eat ice cream or anything like that anymore. Um, the indulgences that will allow myself are more fatty because fat, you can work off at the gym. You can't work off like the damage that sugar does to your teeth. Meanwhile, uh, as someone who does eat ice cream, I don't really know what you're referring to. Ice cream is there's so much of it. Every time we go to the store, my girlfriend's like, "There's like 15 different new Ben and Jerry's flavors." Please, yeah, please, like, please get I me out of this shop before of, I buy them all. I see plenty of ice cream in shops of different varieties, and like, I the only complaint I've got in terms of ice cream availability is that there's not more like traditional ice cream shops around. <laughs> But even then, like, I live by the seaside, so there's enough. Also, yeah, if you go into any store, you're going to get, like, 15 different kinds of Ben & Jerry's. Like, you can get... If you want that, like, full-fat, like, super dense ice cream, you can easily find it. It's just that I personally... I personally just don't eat it because I've tried to cut as much sugar out of my diet as I can. Because I... And that's the thing as well, because I've got a real bad sweet tooth. That's fair. That's why I've had to cut it out completely. I just don't have the self-control because I've got too much of a sweet tooth. Well, I think neither do I. I don't have the self-control and I know from experience if I eat ice cream, I will smash the entire fucking thing. Mm. Same thing like takeaways and stuff like that where I I have to, I order so much I can smash so much food. Which is one of the reasons I have to go to the gym because otherwise I'll be right fat knacker. Can't help it. I can't help it. And that's the the last question of just... (laughs) <laughs> what do you think of ice cream not being available? Like, there's so much ice cream. There's so much that I have to like actively avoid it because I know I'll buy it. If so it's like when I see Ben and Jerry's on special for like two quid, I'm like, yeah, I'll die. You can't, you can't sell it. I'm so glad I got a small freezer so I can't fill it up when stuff like that happens. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, uh, and then tune in in a couple hours if you're here on Twitch. Uh, we'll be playing Gears of War. We're kicking General Ram's ass. But for everyone listening at home, thank you. Mm-hmm.